Welcome to the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, we have yet another conversation with Carrie Job. It is fantastic. She talks about the blessing. She talks about her album. She talks about vocal health. She talks about just what it's like over at The Belonging. I think you're going to have a fantastic time with this episode. I know me and Chris did, so here we go. Super excited to talk about the album. It's just been such a crazy journey doing a live worship project in a year of the weirdest pandemic (laughs) that I've (laughs) ever lived through so (laughs) uh yeah that wasn't the plan you know usually a live worship project you plan to have the people but no it ended up being one of the most beautiful experiences for me and um just getting such you know amazing responses from people of them loving it so my heart is full i'm really glad we went ahead and did it and i'm loving loving it yeah so so tell me a little bit um so, so you did the record like, like tell me how you got to that live recording like maybe just give a little detail on how, how on earth did you pull that off in this year yeah that is a huge question um you know we had written for two years prior to this year and so the plan was to record this year at some point um, before the pandemic hit you know that was the plan we also were would have been touring and so there was this like kind of question mark in our minds of like, I wonder when we'll record, you know? And so when the blessing happened and we released that like a week before the pandemic hit and then just began to watch what was happening, we just felt really strong to go ahead and record the album. I felt like the Lord said, lean in towards June. And this was in April. And I remember my conversation with the Lord that night was kind of like, uh, I'm sorry, are you aware that there's this crazy pandemic happening and people aren't leaving their homes? <laughs> I was just wondering. <laughs> and uh, I felt like, you know, like, uh, of course I knew he knew. I, that's a silly, silly thing. But just in my heart, I was like, oh, why am I, why do I keep feeling like I'm supposed to lean in on this, you know? But I just did. I felt like we were supposed to keep going forward. So we ended up in June doing a pre-production retreat with our team and we'd been quarantined together and so we just felt like really peaceful about that and so we did and it was so strong everything was coming together and so we just were like well let's just plan to record as soon as you know we can have worshipers in the room and then we realized quickly that that was not going to be any kind of thing that was going to happen soon and so I just kind of felt like you know what we're ready to go pre-production was so strong we just worshiped together as a team in the round let's just set up like that on stage let's pivot with what we were planning on with video and let's do it in the round and create a really beautiful setting you know so that's it's kind of where all that inspiration came from with the the white light boxes and the you know just the whole yard so we just thought we would go in on it and so we did and i'm really glad that we just trusted God. We talked to um, Cody right at the beginning of the pandemic, right when you had just come out with the blessing, um, the elevation one. Um, and he was telling us just how, how crazy of a moment that those original kind of sessions were. And then we also mm-hmm. talked to Dom, the drummer, and he got his perspective. Uh, so I'd love to hear like kind of what was going through your mind. Um, and that that original kind of forming of the song yeah for sure uh you're wanting to know more like 
the day we wrote it or even just like what happened at Elevation? Just both, you know, yeah. it, was, it sounded like it was just so, um, you know, driven by the Holy Spirit from both of their perspectives. So yeah, uh, I'm just curious what was kind of going through your mind and your head, you know, that yeah. time. So that day was really beautiful. Um, we wrote a different song for like eight hours that day. And so, you know, naturally we were like pretty tired, pretty spent. But right at the end, Pastor Stephen Furtick grabbed his guitar and was like, man, I've always wanted to write a song around the benediction, you know, around this idea of number six. And he started singing a different melody, but, but you know, that idea of that kind of song and then he like played it for a second and he was like, I don't know, we could just demo this other one and go home. Or do y'all want to lean in on this? And we were all like, we really think we should lean in on that. That something about that feels extremely timely and really sweet. So we stayed for a few more hours and we did. And I just remember thinking that night, like this feels really special and so timely for, even if it was just my own heart, I don't know. It just felt really sweet. And then that weekend was when we realized like, oh my gosh, there is something really powerful on this song. And we could kind of tell that just from the vibe in the room. And um, oddly enough, from like reposts and reshares on socials, because people were sharing these 15 second clips of the weekend. Mm. And people are like, where can I find this? Where can I find this? I want to hear this song. We're like, it's not even out yet. We literally just wrote it. And so that kind of played a, a role into us realizing like, we've got to get this out. Like there's something about this that people are really wanting this and let's just jump on it. So thankfully we did. Yeah. How's your, um, like, how's it been seeing, I mean, there's been so many like groups from all over the world doing versions of it and it just really has I mean, for my personal church, it almost has been the anthem for the COVID period, yeah. you know? So like, right. how, how is that just watching it grow like that? Yeah, it's been really um, such a beautiful experience, especially, you know, I've been doing worship music for quite some time and um, you just, you just don't always see those experiences with everything you know you've got you've got moments and ebbs and flows in life with ministry stuff and so when when those things happen you're like oh my goodness what is happening this is really special and so that's just been really sweet you know um i've loved the church for so long and i love getting to write worship songs for the church and um i i will say that when the UK version came through to our computer and I saw Martin Smith singing, I burst into tears. I was like, are you kidding me? That this is like, what an honor because I've been so impacted by him through the years and his pioneering of worship music. And then to, to hear him sing a song that I got to help write. And, and it was blessing the UK like that and blessing all these people. It was just like, oh my goodness, God, this is so special for my heart. So I've loved it. Could you maybe, um, I've got a couple questions from our, our community. And then one that really kind of stuck out to me was um, a couple of the gals in our community here were asking like, could you maybe speak to 
how has uh, motherhood like really affected your worship leadership? And even tactically, uh, one gal was saying like my, my vocals, like it's hard to sing while I'm pregnant. Like you maybe have anything, anything for that that you could give us? Man, you know, that's a real struggle. Um, (laughs) I, I sang at nine months pregnant at passion last year and I was like, (laughs) someone please find me a chair. Um, it was, yeah, I think motherhood as a whole, as a worship leader, as a, I mean, honestly, just a person, as a worshiper, as a lover of Jesus, like it's, it's really expanded my, um, just, I think my capacity for knowing the heart of God for us as his kids, you know, and it's helped me just to really lean into his grace, because Mm -hmm. as a mom, or as a human, we don't always get it right. And just having to apologize to a four-year-old for, hey, mommy was wrong. I didn't talk to you very nicely and I'm very sorry. Hmm. And that grace that he gives me back is so kind. And, you know, it's just, it's just taught me a lot about forgiveness and for, you know, just having grace when I'm not perfect. And God, that's how God sees us. That's why he gave it, gives us his grace. He knew we'd need it. Dear Lord, he knew, he knew we'd need it. So yeah, yeah, love being a mom. Yeah. T- talk a little bit about like going and singing at Passion too. I know we've, we've talked with um, yeah. like Sean, Sean Kern and Melody kind of about that, that time. Mm-hmm. Like, like, could you maybe say what your experience was like while we were there? Yeah. If only I would have known we were about to go into a shutdown, I would have just probably stood in the middle <laughs> and just like t- taking it in more or something, you know, you just don't yeah. know. You don't know something is that special until you don't. I get it. But um, yeah, that was really powerful. It was really encouraging to be in a room with the next generation and just see their, their, the fire that they carry in their bellies and, um, you know, just to get to be in a room where we're lifting the name of Jesus and there was no restraint and um, it was it was just crazy. It was such a like almost out of body experience, that whole thing. It was yeah. really sweet. Where did you re- record the, um, the live, the blessing, your current album? Yeah. Is, it, is that out yet right now? Yeah, it's out. We recorded it at uh, the belongings new building, our church here in Nashville. Okay. Yeah. We kind of, we weren't meeting as a church yet uh, when we recorded it. So we just kind of tore the room apart <laughs> and just set up everything we needed. And um, it was kind of a blessing in disguise that, you know, we didn't have to tear everything down in, in order to get it back up for church the next day. But yeah, we ransacked the room and they let us. They were so <laughs> kind. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ryan and I were, we, his brothers at the belonging and we. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, right i think it was what what ryan like a week before it opened yeah it might have been just as uh, maybe a week or two before you guys started like we were checking out the room yeah um, before i think because you guys were the first thing in there right like to utilize that space yeah that's awesome which was kind of cool um i had a dream about that happening like a few months before and i didn't understand the dream Hmm. there was an event happening the day that it opened that the building was finished construction and i and it, it was kind of cool because the day we started pre, or, um, setting up was that day. It was July 15th. 
wow. my dream. And it was July 15th when we stepped foot in there to, <laughs> to set up. And I was like, whoa, I just realized that dream had to do with this album. That's cool. <laughs> That's killer. <laughs> yeah. Who, um, who else wrote? I mean, I'm assuming Cody wrote with you, but anybody else notable write with you? Yeah. Um, just some friends. Uh, I pulled in Stephanie Gretzinger and Elissa Smith on some of it. Um, I had a songwriting camp out in North Carolina and pulled in just some other friends. I have Jacob Suter and Hank Bentley and um, a guy named Mitch Wong, who's just a great friend. Just some good friends that I just know. They just, they love the church. They have such a pure heart for worship. And um, I know I'm missing people. So there's a lot of amazing songwriters that I've, I drew on. But yeah, those are the ones coming to my mind. Very cool. Um, Ryan, hmm? you want to ask her or you want me to ask her? There, what? <laughs> question um that i don't know how you're gonna take this question but somebody wanted to know it's how a good setup <laughs> <Gosh. laughs> i'm like so nervous right now <laughs> this, except for the fact that when we talked to cody it kind of gave me a glimpse into his personality and i'm like i feel like i can ask for this they oh yeah and do you need to get your children's children's children in at the same time <laughs> <laughs> you know oddly enough your microphone broke up at the beginning so all i heard was your children's 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 yeah, children so you gotta, you gotta give, give it another go chris <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta go again <laughs> was and i'm just reading this how big of a minivan do you need to get yeah a very a big uh, as, um a tour bus there you go I mean, <laughs> you could just pretend it's a minivan. <laughs> That's great. That's amazing. <laughs> um, uh, I'd love to hear too. Um, I know, like when when quarantine got started, um, you and Cody made like the living room kind of worship sets and kind of gave people permission to like, hey, go ahead and use this. Mm -hmm. um, could you maybe just talk a little bit? Like, you got any good stuff? Like, I, I know I've just personally seen cool stories from it, but I'm sure you've heard some great stuff. Like, can you maybe say how God's used that? Yeah, that was really special because it was right at the beginning of the whole shutdown. And yeah. um, we just, I, I just kept thinking about small churches that sure. don't have equipment or setup, you may be at that time to do streaming. And to do to do worship streaming is uh, that's a big thing if you're not used to it for you know you don't maybe maybe you're not used to having it sound like that or you kind of have to have that whole thing set up so I just got really burdened for really just smaller churches that yeah. maybe needed a little bit of help at the beginning of that to just say hey you've probably been working overtime to you know, have these sets and stuff for these live streams. Here's just some, a blessing for you guys if you need this. And that was so fun. It just, we got to do it for free yeah. and just love on people. It was just, oh, it just made my heart so happy to just see them. See, we would be tagged on Sunday mornings and right. uh, it just felt so special. So that's yeah, really neat. It was cool. As churches are getting back together, I'd love to hear, um, just like, what would you tell to people that have missed getting together and now that they're getting back together? Is there something you would want them to 
to know or to think about. It sure feels like people are really like relishing worship a lot more now that they haven't had it. But as yeah. like with your history is worship leadership and, and all that, like what would you, how would you encourage a church to carry that momentum? Yeah. Um, I think what's really sweet is this whole pandemic has just made everything feel so raw. And mm. there's something beautiful about just raw and real and authentic worship. Yeah. And I think if anything, I just don't want us to lose that again. You know, I, I don't want us to become familiar too familiar. You know, um, God's presence is so good, but he, he loves holiness. He loves for us to bring him our everything. He loves for us to, for him to be the first thing that we seek, you know? And so I think there's a beauty in what's happening right now as we get to come back together in small yeah. capacities. And yeah, I think I just don't want us to lose that. Like I want it to stay pure and stay sweet and stay. It isn't something to take for granted. You know, I mean, I think about, I think about the priest who would be the only ones that were allowed to go into the Holy of Holies before Jesus died on the cross, you know, and that, that was so sacred and they had to go in with clean hands and pure hearts into the presence of God, or they would literally die. Hmm. And we've been in these places where we've had to seek God by ourselves and go deeper by ourselves you know, or else we wouldn't get to be in his presence because, you know, we're, we hadn't been able to meet in church. Yeah. But now I just think about, you know, Jesus tore the veil so that people could come boldly before his throne of grace. And that's what we get to do in church. Now we get to come together and be in the Holy of Holies together with her, you yeah. know, like-minded people. And it's like, I just want to keep it sacred. Yeah. So, yeah. What, um, what do you do personally to just maintain your relationship and I say maintain, but like, like, like talk a little yeah. bit about your personal relationship with God, because I mean, it kind of goes without saying that our worship experiences on the weekend really are only going to be as strong as our relationship mm-hmm. with the Lord going into it. But I'm yeah. sure tons of people would love to hear like, how do you keep so close with the Lord? Yeah. I mean, it's like anyone else just having to be disciplined to spend time in the word and I'm kind of ADD, so I can't, I'm kind of like one of those that has to be reading something in addition to the Bible. Like I love reading the Bible, of course, but I'm a, I'm kind of one of those that I, I want God to speak to me through, through arts too. So I'm, I'm a, an avid, uh, creative reader, like Narnia stuff really speaks to me, just stuff that's like outside of the, just constantly it just being all scripture, you know yeah. what I mean? Like. I like prophetic pictures. I like, I'm a visual person. So I like something like that. And also for me, I just have to be really intentional to just worship the Lord, like outside of church. Yeah. And that does take intentionality, you know, cause I think we can just get like in the mundane of life and working and it's being a mom and, you know, not really doing that. So I fall flat and I feel like I have a hard time leading on a weekend if I haven't been like staying up on that. So, hmm. Yeah. Those are my things. What's been the hardest thing about the pandemic? And then on the flip side, what's, what's something that's been like an unexpected um, blessing that's happened through this? Yeah. The hardest is probably just like the, the spiritual um, oppression that I felt like, 
you know, and you feel like you're not supposed to hang out with your friends. Like it's scary. And so I've, I've just missed that consistent um, community, you know, with friends. And then um, a positive though, is just like, I, it kind of felt like we got a bit of time, extra time, you know, I didn't have to, um, I just get to be with my boys a lot, which I love. I'm a mom of a four and a half and a one and a half year old. And so th this is such a cute stage. And so I'm, I feel like I'm not missing anything with them. I'm, I'm getting to be here for all their fun moments and new new firsts and all that stuff. So I've, I've been really grateful for that part of it. Uh, a friend of mine is a makeup artist and she would like to know who does your makeup and who does your hair? <laughs> Chris with the questions. <laughs> you are being all things to all people today, Chris. Um, I have a girl that does my makeup. Her name is Heather, Heather Spivey, and she's on Instagram. And then I have a few different people do my hair, um, Kelly and a girl named Juju. So, yeah. Wow. Are you aware that, like, girls – I mean, literally look up to you as far like visually, like as kind of a role model for, for how to look on stage. Wow. That's cool. Uh, sometimes I probably should be more mindful of that <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, put my game on, but yeah, no, that's, that's fun. When people say like, what should I wear? Like, and they say, they always say, think of Carrie Job. I hear that. I'm <laughs> I should start my own like uh, retail line and just capitalize on this. You know? Oh man, if Kanye can do it. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> are you into, uh, there's, a, there's a photo that I've seen of you with a really nice like high-end studio microphone, a cream one with a, like a, a, a capsule up top. Are mm -hmm. you into, like studio microphones or are you just whatever, whatever they throw in front of you? Oh no, I love studio microphones. So that's our Soyuz. We bought that guy. Uh, my favorite to sing on is a Manly. Hmm. Which one? I don't know. I don't know the name of it. Gold. I'm not that good of a gearhead yet, but Cody could tell you off, off of, you know, he could tell you the whole thing. He could tell you my whole vocal chain that I love, but it's, it's definitely a, my, a Manly mic or a Soyuz for me. Nice. Um. Are you guys are you guys doing a lot of recording at home now, like with with your own stuff? You know, we were. Um, most of the stuff we do at home is just demo work, just to get you know what we need for the team. Um, anything else? Thankfully, we have very solid friends who know what they're doing, so we use their stuff. <laughs> I can't remember if we asked you this last time or not, but um, like what's your, growing up, what was your musical background? Like, did you take piano lessons or take guitar? Mm -hmm. I did, I took both of those. Um, and I played a lot up until I got married. But Cody is so ridiculous on everything he touches that I was like, you know what, I'm good. I don't <laughs> need to stress about my skills anymore. <laughs> so I gave up. <laughs> At 33, I hung up my guitar and my pianos. <laughs> what do you What do you guys like to um, do? Like, because a lot a lot of people ask, like, how do you balance work and life and family? Like, what do you guys, as a couple, like to do um, that's not related to worship? Yeah, I mean, 
massages, yummy food, really like food, like really like food. Um, <laughs> we love finding cool boutique hotels when we go on trips. So we're not your like quintessential like hotel chain junkies. Like we'll find like a cool renovated old hotel that people say could be scary. And you're like, nah, it's fine. I have the Holy Spirit. I'll be fine. We like just find the cool stuff. So yeah, I mean, and thankfully he will watch like British films with me. So we're into the crown that's back on right now. So uh, we'll be busy doing doing binge watching of The Crown. Nice. You guys, um, do you play practical jokes on each other? We should. Do you, <laughs> got, do you have like an idea for me? Should yes. I start this tradition? When we talked to Cody, I mean, it was a really awesome conversation because he talked all about like him growing up, being in like metal bands and, you know, everything. Mm -hmm. Did he tell you he wore eyeliner? I don't know if he's he oh. meant Oh, I'm the that one, one that brings that up. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He wore eyeliner. So much finding out, like how kind of what led him to this point, and then so then it kind of made me start wondering about you guys, like you know, just just your relationship as far as like how, joking around or whatever, um, because you know he he's literally the opposite of what I thought he was when he said he you know he's into metal and and. <laughs> country guy and um so anyway yeah. it made me curious like what you guys do for fun or you know what you, you guys um a, a lot of our conferences that we we have people ask about like marriage and ministry and so it's just thinking about um you guys are a team you know and you guys are one of like the most like most uh upfront teams in the in the worship world so mm. uh, I think people would like to hear about just what you guys do, you know, not, not on stage and how, how do you um, like interact, yeah. with you know? Yeah. Um, we don't play pranks on each other, but I am a very skittish person. So it doesn't take much for him to scare me really bad. <laughs> so he scares me constantly <laughs> and mainly just like, I'm like in the pantry, like reorganizing something and I turn around and he's just standing there and I'm just like, Wah! you know, and he's like, I live here. It's me. I live here. <laughs> <laughs> um, we watch like my, I hope no one judges me for this because um, this is like my sense of humor, but people falling or crashing into things is like my humor. I think that <laughs> is the funniest thing. And so I like, I follow like kook slams and um, this other, it has a bad word in it, so I can't say what it is, but, um, <laughs> I follow those accounts and Cody will sit and watch me laugh at those. He thinks that <laughs> I'm just such a dork. <laughs> and so, yeah, we're just, we're silly. Um, we're eight years apart. And so we are, we just laugh a lot. Mainly he laughs at me because I'm kind of a old woman and he's like, really? Are it's nine o'clock. You're going to bed. I'm like, yep. <laughs> so <laughs> it's fun. Thank you so much for being a part of this week's episode. As always, head over to Instagram, shoot us a DM. I know there are a bunch of you guys listening to this episode and I would love to chat with you. Go over Instagram, the church collective, look us up, shoot a DM. It'll be me or Chris and we will say hey to you. See ya.